we're analyzing Merck stock ticker MRK to see if it's a great business on sale. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Merck. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Merck for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Merck's stock performance. Right now, Merck trades for $105.27 per share. Year-to-date, their stock price is down 3.5%. In the last 5 years, Merck is compounding at 10.5%. In the last 10 years, they're compounding at 8.5%. Going back before the global financial crisis, Merck's stock is compounding at just over 7% annually. The company's more than quadrupled from their lows in March of 2009 during the global financial crisis. Right now, Merck pays a big 2.69% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield throughout this time is added onto their returns from their stock price. Merck trades about $14 below their 52-week high. They're up $20 from their 52-week low. Just under 1% of their shares are sold short. Merck is a huge business. They have a $272 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Merck? Merck spun off its biosimilar and women's health company, Organon, in 2020. Merck makes pharmaceutical products to treat several conditions in a number of therapeutic areas, including cardiometabolic disease, cancer, and infections. Within cancer, the firm's immuno-oncology platform is growing as a major contributor to overall sales. The company also has a substantial vaccine business with treatments to prevent hepatitis B and pediatric diseases, as well as HPV and shingles. Additionally, Merck sells animal health-related drugs. From a geographical perspective, just under half of the company's sales are generated in the United States. Now with that understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Merck's average returns on capital in their last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns about a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Merck has earned above average returns on capital in all five of these fiscal years. They earned a low of 13% returns in 2020. Last fiscal year, they earned about 26% returns. When these are averaged out, Merck earns 19% returns on capital in a given year. That's almost three times better than a normal business. This is a big check on metric number one for Merck. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to go along with these high returns. We want to see five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. All three need to be up for this to be a check. We'll include their numbers up until today when we calculate this growth. In this time, Merck has grown revenues by 37%, their net incomes have doubled, and the company's free cash flows are up 36%. With all three of these up, this is a check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking at Merck from the view of an individual shareholder. We want to see earnings per share growth in the last five years. As we learned, Merck's earnings have doubled. They've also bought back 5% of their shares. Between this earnings growth and these share buybacks, this has led to earnings per share growth. This is a check on metric number three for Merck. It's good to see that their earnings are up from 2020 until 2021, as the company's vaccine business started to rebound after lockdowns. Metric number four, we're looking for something similar. We want to see free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. With free cash flow growth and share buybacks, Merck has grown their free cash flows per share. This is a check on metric number four. So far, Merck is perfect through four metrics. They have four checks. Can they keep this going? But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing returns on capital and having good growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Merck apart which is having these without using a lot of debt. 
Metric number five, we want Merck's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Right now, Merck has about $20 billion of net debt. In these last five years, they've generated $46.5 billion worth of free cash flow. That's more than double their debt position. Their free cash flows comfortably support their leverage. This is a big check on metric number five. As Merck generates a lot of free cash flow compared to the debt they're using in their business, it seems like they're in a strong financial position. With Merck flawless through five metrics, do they have what it takes to be a perfect select six stock? We'll find out after we look at our bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Merck's dividend profile. Right now, Merck pays a big 2.69% dividend yield. That's above the dividend yield you'd receive from an S&P 500 ETF. People make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. It's important that Merck uses their free cash flows to support their dividend. That's been the case in four of these five years. 2020 was the only exception. In all five of these years, Merck has grown their dividends per share. They've also grown their free cash flows per share throughout this time. Ideally, we want Merck to support their dividends in all five of these years. Merck's dividends are supported today. This is a check on our bonus. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Merck's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Merck. Right now, Merck has a $292 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Merck similar to it being a private company. We learned in the last five years, Merck produced $46.5 billion of free cash flow meaning they produce $9.7 billion in an average year. When that's divided by their $292 billion enterprise value, we get around a 3.3% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Merck produced $11.3 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us around a 3.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are coming in around the yield of the 10-year treasury. However, they're down from the risk premium we're looking for. This means coming in all the way on metric number six, this is our first and only X of the day on Merck. Don't just throw this business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and give our final rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Merck, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Merck has not been that predictable of a business in their past. We're starting with an average of their last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these are accurate or not for Merck. Assuming they grow their average three-year free cash flows at a rate of just under 5% annually for the next 10 years, then in the following decade, assuming that these grow at 3% annually, we'll add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, if today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Merck's fair value per share is around $35.50. That's down a lot from their current stock price. Keep some key points in mind. Merck's predictability impacts our assumptions. Merck is also a very large and established business. It may be a steady company, but its highest growth days are likely behind it. It seems it would take a serious repricing to earn above average returns from Merck. 
This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders based on Merck's free cash flows. It includes both their dividend yield and any gains in their stock price. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Merck, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for Merck's business. What are they? Well, let's find out. Looking at the qualitative factors supporting a long thesis, number one, Merck supports a strong dividend yield that looks secure based on a wide diversified portfolio of drugs. Number two, the growth in Merck's high margin cancer drugs should help expand the company's overall operating margin. Number three, Keytruda looks best positioned in the immuno-oncology landscape, buoyed by a first-mover advantage in the important indication of first-line non-small cell lung cancer. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negatives of the business as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, advancements in oncology can happen quickly, which could cause disruption to Merck's leading growth driver, Keytruda. Number two, the eventual U.S. patent loss on Keytruda in 2028 is concerning given the high sales contribution of the drug. Number three, outside of immuno-oncology, Merck needs to increase the number of late-stage pipeline drugs. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of Merck's qualitative factors. Now it's time to give our rating. In analyzing Merck stock ticker MRK, we learn this company has some of the signs of being a wonderful business. They earn above average returns on capital, they've had steady growth, they bought back shares, and they support their debt position using their free cash flows. Merck's also grown their dividends and they've supported a growing dividend in four of the last five years and today. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Merck's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's possible Merck's best days of growth are behind it. As when we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, if today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return, an estimate of Merck's fair value is around $35 per share. Merck last traded at those levels in November of 2011. You'd need to be patient. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Merck looks like a strong candidate for further research. They're a stable but sleepy business. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Merck, and let me know what business you want me to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Merck with me, and have a great day.